Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another bonus episode. I'm here with Manny Vaya. We were talking a little bit about entrepreneurship. He was uh, talking to me about these fundamental pillars and, and how this all comes together. And, and it was interesting because I've had people ask me about how to start or how to build their business. And so I was like, hey, let's do this. Let's get on. Let's talk. I, we've both been around the block in different ways. And there's, there's just a ton here. So, uh, Manny, do you kind of want to set the stage as far as where you're at. I think people have an idea of where I'm at. And then we can kind of uh, build from there and, and tell people what these three fundamentals are in succeeding as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely, Chuck. Uh, so first of all, well, uh, thank you very much for having me. Always, always fun to be here talking to you guys, talking about business, talking about life. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Manny and I'm the founder of 2000 Books. I've literally summarized the knowledge from the world's greatest books in all the dimensions of business that an entrepreneur needs in order to grow their business, in order to succeed at business and in life. So um, I have read over 1,500 books at this point in my life and summarized a, a whole ton of them to kind of get the juice out of them and figure out what is it that takes to become successful. And these are not just random books. I didn't just read like fiction. These are 1,500 business and self-help books. I read all of them just to understand like what are all the great people in the world talking about? What are they, what is the essence of success? Like what does it take to really succeed? And for me, this this journey didn't start off very nicely because uh, for before I started my business, I used to be a computer engineer and I graduated from a really good school um, in India and then I came here to the U.S., I got my graduate degree at Rice University in Electrical and Computer Engineering, so I thought I was set up. Now, I thought I was gonna be successful in life. Turns out I got laid off three different times in oh, a span man. of four years in my computer engineering career. And I was like, this sucks. <clears throat> like, something is wrong with me. I thought I'm really smart. I mean, I went to the best school in India, mm -hmm. and then I went to Rice, which is still another top 20 tech schools, and I was like, what the hell? You get laid off so quickly, you start to reckon, you know, you start to wonder <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you. And there was a running joke that my friends would often say, um, which kind of sucks, but they would say, Manny gets laid off more often than he gets laid. So that was the <laughs> joke that was kind of... <laughs> it, was, oh. it was kind of true at that point. So, so that was my life, you know. While I was going through my career, through the pains of my career... I started to like dig deeper into what is it? Like, how is it possible? I thought I was smart, but there's something more than just smarts that I need in order to succeed at business or at life at that time. And business came around second, but at life. And I was like, okay, what are the essential elements of success? And so I wanted to figure it out and I wanted to ask people, but there were no real quote-unquote success models around them. So I turned to books and I started reading books like Maniac and I started reading all sorts of books just to learn what it takes to be successful. So I spent a lot of my time in the career, in my technology career as a computer engineer, rising like after my initial <laughs> layoff after layoff mm -hmm. after layoff after layoff, I finally kind of figured out the groove and I uh, rose from the ranks of nothing to managing billion dollar cell phone projects, billion with a B, uh, at one of the largest uh, chip makers in the world. All of you guys know about it, uh, Qualcomm. So I was there for a long time. And then I left that career to start 2000 Books. So I've been through a lot of journeys of growing myself, um, 
growing my career and then growing my business because I've been growing the 2000 books business and the focus blocks business for the last six years as well. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that has happened and I've learned a lot, but more importantly, what I've learned from all of this is everyone, like there's so many things that people talk about there every day. There's a new idea, a new book coming out, but like after having read 1500 books, I've kind of figured out what are the fundamentals that you really need in order to succeed in business, in order to truly be able to get in, like get and, get into being able to grow your business rather than being stuck in fear and being stuck, paralyzed and feeling like you're never really going anywhere. So that's really what I, what I wanted to share with your audience today. Awesome. It's interesting too, because it's not just like, oh, well, I read these books and, and you know, it, it's stuff that you've put into practice, right? It's, it, it's got some real experience yeah. behind it. And in some cases, it sounds like some real experience where it was like, I really need this to work. Yeah, that's, that's the most interesting part of it. Like in business and in life, like success is not just like what I figured out after a lot of headbanging is that it's not about intellectual prowess. Like we all, there's a lot of really smart people in this world who are not successful. There's something else. And the first fundamental thing that we need in order to succeed is to have this, this our mind in our control. What I mean is our mindset. We need to get our mindset right. Let me let me kind of get away from like just random hand waving and give you real precise uh, understanding of how to think about mindset. For example, uh, when this whole uh, COVID crisis happened back uh, last year and things were falling apart all around everyone, like people were like businesses shutting down and uh, people were getting scared out of their minds and um, a lot of a lot of our friends. Uh, struggled through quite a bit mm -hmm. um, during those tough times. But what I found was there, there was a certain level of mental toughness that was required to handle that time, to go through that time, to be able to um, sustain during those really topsy-turvy times because you just didn't know how you were gonna, how this was going to play out. It was so uncertain. Everything was up in the air. But that's when mental toughness becomes crucial to your success. Like mental toughness is a very important component of your mindset of mm -hmm. being able to succeed in business, of being able to succeed in entrepreneurship. Because if, you know, as we're going through the crisis of the COVID-19 crisis uh, last year, what I saw often, often quite a lot was people getting knocked out of the game because they didn't have the mental staying power during that time. And sometimes the shift was really small, but really profound. Like I had coaching clients at the time who were almost ready to throw in the towel and say, okay, let's, you know, I'm, I'm just going to shut down this business. No, not going to go through this anymore. Like I, I don't see how this is going to work. And I just had to keep telling them, no, this is the time. Like one of the, one of the fundamental mental toughness skills you can learn or one of the one of the one of the strategies in mental toughness that can really take you to the next level is something that's talked about in the book Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Oh, such and a good book. It's, it's my yeah, it's my favorite quote from the book. It's not from that book. Let, let's go back a little bit. It's from Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. And mm -hmm. he said, The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. The obstacle is the way forward. For everyone who's listening, who's thinking about this, this is probably one of the most important things 
when it comes to mental toughness. Most people, when they get scared in life, they're like, this is it. They're they're like deer in headlights, rabbit in headlights. I don't know what mm-hmm. you want to call it. But they get scared. They, they, they stop themselves. But what Marcus Aurelius is saying is the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the right. way becomes the way. What stands in the way becomes the way. The obstacle is the way forward. So the obstacle that is in in front of you is actually the reason why you will make even bigger leaps of progress, even uh, more progress in in your business. And that is such a fundamental shift. You have to, we have to get right in the game of business that every time there's an obstacle, I can use it to my advantage. Every obstacle is the way forward. It's very hard to get, but I hope if you will just open your mind to that idea that it's even there and start to like work on it step by step by step, you'll start to see that it actually will change the way you do business. It will change the way you do life. It will change how you can win in life and go really fast after things because now you're not scared as much of the failures that are coming your way because it's like, okay, it's another Mm -hmm. obstacle, but this obstacle is good for me. Yeah, it's good for me. So when I was struggling through the COVID-19 crisis, right, when I was also like questioning everything in the in the March, April, May period, that 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 block of time, one of the things I did was, okay, this obstacle is good for me. Now, what how can I make this obstacle good for me? How can I figure this out? How can I uh, how can I figure out a way to make this obstacle work for me? So I went back to my, like, I went back, looked at all the data from our carts and everything. And I was like, okay, what is the perfect way to move this forward? Like, how can I, how can I grow my business in spite of all of this? So one of the things that has really helped me grow the business tremendously is different kinds of partnerships, different kinds of affiliate deals, things like that. So I was like, okay, why don't I go back to those and, go and double down on those and help people through this tough time with something like Mental Toughness or any of our book summaries. And I started reaching out to our affiliates. And turns out, as a result of reaching out to our affiliates and joint venture partners and doing uh, a bunch of deals, pretty quickly, that quarter, which was supposed to be mm-hmm. like one of the worst quarters ever for people, turned out to be our best quarter yet. Because I had told myself that this is going to be good for me. I'm going to figure out a way I'm going to use this as a way forward. Well, it's it's interesting, too, because, uh, you know, I've seen all kinds of businesses where they they hit some snag, you know, they hit some challenge and then they get really clear on, you know, on what they're doing. I mean, um, just to give a maybe less, I guess, dire example, you know, where you're sitting there going, this is slowed down to the point where, you know, I want to eat and I don't know if I can eat. Right. I mean. For me, just just recently, I you know I changed jobs, right? Um, we've talked about this, you know, but I picked up this contract and they want forty hours a week. Well, forty hours a week, it turns out, I wasn't tracking my time at my previous employer is a little more than I was putting in at my previous employer, and so I've been looking at okay, um, and I've been trying to just juggle everything, right? And and all of a sudden, I have more time taken out of my schedule, and so that has forced me to just go okay. You know, what do I cut? What do I keep? You know, what what's important? How do I save myself time here? How do I save myself time there? And what I'm realizing is, is I should have done this a long time ago, right? But it's when things get tough 
you know, you, you buckle down and you figure out, okay, what do I have to do? That that's when the magic happens. Um, you know, in 2019, yeah. uh, when I got canceled, it was the same thing, right? It was, I, I gave up for a while and that wasn't healthy, but then I started to come back and say, okay, you know, how do I make this work? And I started coaching people and that started to work. You know, I picked up some other ideas and I've tried some different things since then. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's that, a, that's that's the the thing is you don't quit. You don't give up. You, you find that way forward. It's a process of learning mental toughness. Mental toughness is not like a switch you turn on one day. It's like, as I said, I've been at this game since 2000. Mm -hmm. Like Some people act started, like it is. Yeah, some people act like you could just be like, hey, I'm mentally tough now. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. If you don't have strategies right. to actually deal with life, you're not tough yet. You're right. just boasting until life punches you in the face and then you're like, okay, I don't have the strategy to handle this. Mm -hmm. So um, th there's so many different ways, like something as simple, like people are not aware that something as simple as just standing tall especially when let's say you are in a difficult challenging situation right mm -hmm. now there's there's a very interesting study of um, uh, from the book presence by dr amy cuddy at harvard university i wanted to give you some tangible mental toughness skills because that's where people right. will start to see how powerful these skills are it's not just about saying yes i'm tough and i can overcome anything that's there's nothing there's no real legs to that you know when when shit hits a fan is when mm -hmm. you realize you can't handle that shit unless you have real right. real powerful skills to handle that shit so uh, dr angela duckworth no not, not angela duckworth um, amy cuddy at harvard she did a study where she took a group of people and uh, they put them through uh, they put them through what uh, is a simple job interview, right? A simple job mm -hmm. interview. And they took their saliva samples before the interview, right? Before the interview. Okay. And then, because they wanted to measure their cortisol level and their testosterone level. Testosterone is the dominance hormone. Cortisol mm -hmm. is the stress hormone, right? So they wanted to measure these two hormone levels to see how people were behaving. Now, what they did was one half of those uh, job interview people were asked to sit in a very like in a scared position in like uh -huh. in something like occupy very little space uh, and sit, uh, you know, with your legs crossed and your arms crossed and like with you crouching or feeling like you're, you know, so, so sit like that. The other group was told to sit or stand tall, stand tall, like in a powerful pose for two minutes. For two minutes, either you're going to stand tall or you're sitting in a scared pose and then you're walking into the interview. Mm -hmm. What they found was that people who were standing tall compared to those who were like sitting in this crouched position, just by the act of standing tall and standing powerful, their te testosterone levels were higher by over 40% and their cortisol levels were lower by 12%. Oh, wow. 22%. Yeah. Simple hack like that. Just by standing tall and standing powerfully, you change your body's biochemistry. You change the <laughs> testosterone levels. You change the cortisol levels. Instead of being stressed, now you're feeling dominant. Now you're feeling powerful. Imagine what you're going to do in the interview when you're not feeling stressed like that. And instead, you're feeling powerful. So that's why I'm saying, like, 
mental toughness is not as simple as just like you saying, ah, okay, I'm tough. No, no, no. You need specific skills. You need specific, uh, specific uh, tools, right, to be able to handle life that comes your way. That is very, 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 very important in order to get your mindset right. And it's something I cannot emphasize enough because what happens for a lot of us in life is that we go through life assuming that we have been taught all these skills. Mm -hmm. Assuming that, hey, I know all about mental toughness. I know how to be tough. But, or I don't need this whole mental toughness thing because, you know, I can handle life. I've been able to handle life so far. But, I mean, all this being able to handle life here so far, how, how far has it gotten you? <laughs> yeah. Right? So, so it's really important to, to get this right, to, to, to not feel like you, you just have the skills just because you were born in this country. No, you don't. You have to learn those skills every single day. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite, favorite ideas uh, on, on mental toughness comes from a book on stoicism, another book on stoicism by Seneca. And he says, you know, and I, I, I'm not going to be able to quote him precisely, but he says something along the lines of, you know, most people are anxious because they're worried about things that are outside their control. Right. Our job is to be able to distinguish between what's within our control and what's outside our control and to contr- to let go of things that are outside our control and only focus on things that are within our control. And when we do that, that's when we actually explosively grow ourselves mm-hmm. because now we're not worried about shit that's going wrong. We're only worried about what is within my control. Right. I'll give you the example of Tommy John. Uh, and it's in another another story from one of the books, one of the mental toughness books that I read. He, Tommy John was one of the greatest pitchers. Um, but in his career... At one point, he blew out his elbow. Like, literally, uh, while pitching, he blew out the elbow. And now the oh, doctor wow. said, well, there's nothing we can do about it. It's over. Go back. But one of the doctors said, hey, you know, I can do this experimental surgery on you. And there's one person chance of it succeeding. Do you want to try it? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, yep, let's do it. And he, he talks about that. He, like, he kind of explained, like, in that moment... In that moment of, uh, like, when he was going through a surgery and when he was trying to recover from the surgery, um, all he did was focus on how can he get back. He just focused on how can he get back. He never even thought for a single moment about the fact that his career is over, that everything is, is Mm -hmm. woe is me and shit is all going to hit the fan. And what if the surgery doesn't succeed? Not for a moment did he do that. All his thought processes, everything was focused on what can I control? What can I do every single day to come back from it? Right. To recuperate from it, to recover from it. And as a result of that, Tommy John came back and pitched for another five years. Major oh, league. wow. And that's why there is something called the Tommy John surgery. Tommy John surgery is named after Tommy John. And it's a surgery of your elbow. And that's mm-hmm. what tennis players and, uh, you know, baseball players have a lot of them go through nowadays. And it's a very common surgery nowadays. Wasn't back then. But it took the courage. It took him focusing only on what he can control, which is how can I just improve? How can I, on a daily basis, 
recover from my surgery. That's all he focused on. He did not focus on anything else. So these are like simple tools of mental toughness, not, not simple, but very like uh, precise tools of mental toughness that people need in order to win in business. Right. Yeah. And, and tools like this are like, it's, I want to give, <laughs> I, I just love sharing these stories because stories are where the fun is. Stories are where oh, um, yeah. the juice of life is in some ways, right? So another story that I want to share was of this guy, a uh, rock climber, uh, Joe Simpson. Now, Joe Simpson was, um, uh, was climbing in the Peruvian Andes with his mm -hmm. friends. Peruvian Andes, super cold time of the year, uh, freezing, uh, frigid, uh, below freezing temperatures, ice packs. These are like tall, tall, tall peaks that they're trying to go right. for. Right? Real mountain climbing, ice climbing. And what happened was during the climb, Joe Simpson fell down <laughs> and fell down through a crevasse uh -huh. while, while climbing. And his friend, who was his climbing partner, he thought Joe, no way Joe Simpson could have survived this fall. So he kind of shouted his name, looked for him from up there where uh -huh. he was. And at some point he thought, the guy's died. There's no way he survived. Mm -hmm. So he cut his rope off and he just went down all by himself because there was no nothing else right. to, like he there's no way he could have found him because he fell down right mm -hmm. turns out this guy joe simpson when he had fallen down he fell down in a way that broke his leg mm -hmm. broke his right leg and he had a bunch of fractures but Thankfully, nothing in the body, nothing else in the body was broken. But right. the problem is now they're like two days into the climb. They've already been climbing for two days. Right. So they're deep into the mountains. Nobody, mm -hmm. there's no help to be found. Right. So now he has to go back all the way to base camp. And he realized with a broken because leg. with a broken leg, when you have a fracture and you have a real fracture after having fallen down 100 plus feet, you don't really walk. Right. right. So this guy literally had to crawl. Now, in that moment, he made a decision. In that moment, most people, he said, like, most climbers at that point would have given up because there's no mm -hmm. way in hell you're going right. to crawl your way back for two days. Like, something that you walked for two days, you're not going to crawl your way back all the way to base camp. Right. You're going to die in the process. With a broken leg, you don't survive in those cold mountainous terrains. Uh, icy mountainous terrains. Mm -hmm. But Joe Simpson, here's what he did. Now, this is another very, very, very powerful mental toughness strategy that is so underrated. People don't, people think mental toughness is about gritting your teeth and doing the work. No, there's very simple, powerful principles you can deploy. And this is one of them. Okay. What he did was he said, okay, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I'm, I want to live. I'm going to live. But all I can do right now is focus on how far I can get Mm -hmm. in the next 10 minutes or 20 minutes. So what he would do is he would take his watch. He had this wristwatch and he would set the timer to 20 minutes and he would give himself a target in the distance. And all he had to do was get to the target in the distance. If he, if he could get to the target in the distance in 20 minutes, it was a win. Mm -hmm. And that's all he did. <laughs> all day long, he over would just set his watch for 20 minutes and go for the next 20 minutes and find, go try to hit the target. And then again, try to hit the target. And, then, and of course, a lot of times he was in so much pain that he would pass out while trying to do that. 
literally pass out while trying to crawl for 20 minutes with a broken leg, right? But he kept on doing it. All he did, he's like, that's all I did. I just focused on the next 20 minutes and my goal in front of me. And that's so important, so crucial in the game of entrepreneurship, in the game of business. Yeah. People get overwhelmed. People get overwhelmed. Oh my God, shit's not happening and my business is going to shit. Or like, I don't know, I have thousand things to do and blah, blah, blah. And they don't take action. But there is a simple mental toughness hack you can do right now to get through that. And he, that's what he did. Just literally 20 minutes at a time, 20 minutes at a time, 20 minutes. He kept on doing that. But at some mm -hmm. point, he just literally ran out of all, all energy, all steam, all like he was ready to give up at that point. He's like, dude, I don't, I don't know if I'm getting anywhere close to the, the base camp. And I don't even know if anyone will be there because my friend is probably gone by now. So right. what the hell? But he said, okay, one more try, one more try. And he kept on doing one more try, one more try, whole day, till he got to the base camp. And now he sh started shouting the name of his friend. And his friend actually miraculously was there and he found him. What, what, what they saw in that, in that period of three or four days that he was crawling, he had lost around 35 pounds in weight. Oh, wow. 35 pounds in weight crawling all the way to the base camp and he survived and there's a great you know that's a, it's a book that we've summarized it's such a powerful concept yeah simple powerful extremely actionable concept but this is what mental toughness is about it's not about uh saying i am tough it's about having these different tools strategies available to you this is what mindset is about Mindset is about mm -hmm. having that confidence, that mental toughness to be able to handle life and not just uh, saying that I'm confident, but having confidence strategies, having toughness strategies to handle these situations. So, yeah, I, 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 I kind of get, got carried away with all of these different stories, but I felt like it's important to share these different thought processes that people need mm -hmm. in order to succeed in business. Yeah. So this first pillar is what? Mindset, mental toughness. Yeah, the first pillar to me is mindset. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not giving up is the easiest way to look at it, but the first pillar of succeeding in any endeavor in life, especially business, is mindset. And mental toughness and confidence are like the core pillars. Mental toughness, confidence, self-esteem, mm -hmm. these are all important parts of this pillar. But the second pillar, which I think a lot of people get wrong, is execution. You know, you can have the greatest dreams, but if you don't know mm -hmm. how to execute, and if you don't know how to be productive, if you don't know how to set goals, if you don't have an execution system, if you don't really have time management and control, if you don't know how to overcome distractions, if you don't have the right habits, if you don't understand strategy and leverage, you don't have the right routines, you don't know how to perform at the highest levels with your brain, you don't really go very far in life because you're wasting most of your life away. Right. So. This pillar is extremely crucial. Execution is extremely crucial, getting it right. So execution is all of those things that I just said, productivity, mm -hmm. goals, time management, focus, brain performance. All of this is right. required in order to execute at your highest levels in business and in life. And this is, this is one of those, like you were talking about, how you had to figure out your execution, mm -hmm. right? When you yeah. realize, well, 40 hours, shit, I better, you know, ramp up my execution um, at this time. Like, execution is absolutely critical to growing your business and growing yourself. 
and having the right execution strategies is the crucial component of this. Right. Yeah. So I'll give you I'll give you some examples of what happens when your execution is not on point. I'll give you an example from my own personal life. I remember uh, when I was struggling as a computer engineer, I was trying to figure out uh, how to succeed in my career. Uh, the first time it really struck me was when I saw this guy who was three years my junior, he got promoted ahead of me. And I was like, okay, well, what the hell? The guy doesn't even <laughs> work that many hours. And I work longer hours. Uh-huh. And he's junior and he got promoted. Like, what is going on here? And that really pissed me off. But at the same time, it kind of taught me a lesson, which was to go find a, an answer. Like, why is this happening? And I stumbled into a book called The Effective Executive. Uh, another Peter one, Drucker. Peter Drucker. Yeah. Right. That changed my life. Because in that, I learned what I was doing wrong. Because here's what I was doing. Like, I would show up to work, answer this email, answer that phone call, text message, I am mm-hmm. Slack. Oh, work. Oh, yeah, I have some important work to do. But, oh, shit, I got something else coming from my, you know, colleague. And then someone else wants my time for this thing. And then I need to go and attend that meeting. And before I know it, it's lunchtime. And I'm tired AF because... I spent the whole day fighting all sorts of things like distracted with social media and distracted with news and distracted mm-hmm. with this. And my core work hasn't actually started. And then as I'm going through the day after my lunch, again, it's the same story. I'm trying to do work while I'm distracted with this and that and all of those things. And in that in that period of anguish, like when I was trying to understand, like, damn, man, this guy got ahead of me even though he wasn't even, I didn't think he was that smart. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. what the hell is going on here? And that's when I realized I was doing it wrong. All of this distraction, this way of working was not working. And in the effective right. executive, Trucker talked about this fundamental idea. This fundamental idea. He's like, one quarter of a day spent in consolidated chunks of time and a consolidated chunk of time is way, way, way more productive than a whole day spent in dribs and drabs of time mm-hmm. on work. So let me explain this to people in a different way. What, that, what he's effectively saying is if you're working 12 hours, you could actually be more productive if you did highly focused work for three hours without distractions, without notifications, without IM, without Slack, all of that shit. Without all of those, if you were just focused for three hours, you would do more work than what you would do if you had the whole day, 12 hours of work, where you were working, and then Slack, and then IM, and then mm-hmm. email, and then notifications, and then Slack, and all of this, like this craziness of distraction and multitasking, it's ruining your life. It was happening to me. But as soon yep. as I got that concept, I changed my ways. And of course, I created multiple productivity systems in my life mm-hmm. because I've just been obsessed with the idea of like getting the most out of myself. But the initial work came from all the books that I've read on productivity. I've probably read over 70 books. I've summarized mm-hmm. all of the greatest books on productivity and goal achievement. But all of that taught me that there's so many powerful strategies I need to deploy in order to get the most out of myself. Because mm-hmm. we all have 24 hours, right? Chuck, you can't work 10 times harder than me. Yes, you can <laughs> probably spend like, you can probably work twice as hard as me or three times as hard as mm-hmm. me. But you can't work 10 times harder than me. But what you can do is produce 10 times bigger results than me if you know how to 
operate right. your time the right way. You know, yep. if you know how to use your time the right way, you can pre- create much bigger results. If you know how to set your goals properly, if you know how to create leverage, mm-hmm. if you know how to think in terms of leverage and systems and processes and execution and habits and routines, if you have all of those clearly defined, you can go much faster. Right. But not by working 10 times longer than me. You can't. But yep. you can work 10 times smarter than me with the right execution systems, processes, um, time management strategies, productivity strategies, and all of those things. And you have to know all of them to be able to do that. Right. Well, it's funny, yeah. too, because going back to mindset for just a second, um, I found that at certain points in my life and my career, all of those distractions, I kind of used them on purpose so that I because I didn't want to face some adversity, right? Because sometimes it's like, it's this big thing that's blocking my way. And sometimes it's, I'm just tired of tripping over the speed bumps on the road. And so by having these distractions, then I have an excuse not to execute. But what's funny is, is that once I figured out, this is what I really want, I'm willing to go and do whatever it takes and have that mindset of, I've got to get this, I've got to do this, I've got to get it done. You know, when I figured out how to deal with the the parts of it that I didn't like that I was trying to distract myself from, then it became a game of, yeah, how fast can I go? How much can I push here, right? How do I arrange things so that, you know, as much as possible, the hill is graded down so that I can just coast when I need to coast and I can push when I need to push. And and that that's that's the rest of the battle is, okay, yeah. How can I do this in the most advantageous way so that I can get as much of this done as I can? And I'm doing the high leverage stuff that is going to pay off in the biggest way. Yeah. And that's like one of the concepts like uh, in the book, Eat That Frog, Brian Tracy talks about the idea that do your most important, most challenging, most highest leverage work first in the day. Mm -hmm. So now you have your day cleared up for everything else that comes your way. Yeah. Like focusing on the important stuff as soon as you start your work day, what most of us do, we want to dilly-dally. We want to like not get to the hard work. We want well, to do it's the easy stuff. We want to quote, yes, we want to quote-unquote warm up for work. We get to work yep. and we fire up our emails. I mean, the worst thing you can do is to get to work and fire up your emails and IM and Slack and Skype and all of that shit. But if you read all of these books on productivity and time management, you would quickly understand those things will totally ruin your day-to-day productivity productivity and what could have been done in three hours will literally take you 12 mm-hmm. hours just like yep. trucker was saying so as an entrepreneur like especially if you are maybe hustling and building a business on the side right now like this can become even more important like i have a lot of coaching clients of two different kinds of like coaching programs one is for high-end entrepreneurs who are making over hundred thousand dollars per year and want to make a lot more and then one is for more of the starting entrepreneurs who want to get to the 100k mark so when i coach the starting entrepreneurs especially the ones who are like hustling on the side right now they have a job and they want to build their Mm -hmm. business on the side one of the most important piece of advice i have to give them which they struggle with a, a lot is they're like well you know i am not getting the time to do like create my content for my youtube channel or right. podcast or anything i'm like dude you will never get the time because and especially most of the times what they're trying to do is they're going to come back from work at 8 or 9 p.m. or 7 p.m. and right. then they're trying to carve out time for their quote unquote business at that time it's too late so like the first thing i would tell them is no you're going to put aside time for your business in the first two or three hours of your day, you're going to wake mm-hmm. up earlier. 
you're going to do it 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. or 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then you're going to go to work. And suddenly they start making so much progress just from this one fundamental shift. Yeah. Doing what's most important first thing in the day. Not putting it off till tomorrow, not putting it off till later in the day. Because if you do that, you never really get to have consistent growth. You never really experience any kind of growth in your business. You're always stuck because you never actually get time on those important things. So having these simple productivity, like so many different crucial ways to think about productivity and mm -hmm. execution, you need all of them to get your mindset right, to right. get your execution right, to, to, to be able to go really fast. The thing is, you have a destination in mind in your business. You can get there in 10 years or you can uh -huh. get there in three years. Yep. And the difference is going to be how fast are you able to execute and how fast are you able to you know, get results um, how big are your goals? How, are you setting the right goals the right way? Right. Are you thinking about goals the right way? Are you um, you know, deploying the right principles of goal achievement in order to get that going? So all of that comes down to execution. It's not as simple as I will just work harder. It's like the dumbest thing I know in this world when people tell me I'll just work harder and that yeah. I don't really need all of these ideas and philosophies and ways of doing work because I kind of graduated college so I probably automatically know what <laughs> how to be more productive and how to have the perfect execution system and I know automatically how to you know have execution mindset and goal achievement philosophies in place no my friend you don't so you know execution by itself is a huge 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 part of your game if you get it right you can go very fast you can make 10 years of progress in 2 years you get yeah. it wrong you can struggle for years and not go anywhere so 